Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to today's show. We are your three bucks. Eric, Teach, and B. So boys, how we doing? Doing, doing. Doing, yeah man. It's a Friday, the time of this recording. We're drinking some uh, Jack Daniels. Yeah. Previous, uh, previous hunt of the week of mine, ticker BFB. You know, I gotta support. I I gotta support my hunts. Wasn't expecting that, but I I do appreciate Eric bringing it straight out of straight out of Compton. No, I'm just kidding. Tennessee. I got you guys. This is the new bonded Jack Daniels. So top shelf, baby. Nothing, nothing but the best for the Bucks. Straight from the source too. You got it from Lynchburg, Tennessee. I did indeed. So speaking of Lynchburg, you guys flying anywhere anytime soon? I mean, no, I don't have anything like planned per se. There's there's a shortage of, of pilots, and I, I'm not confident that the uh, the pilots that they do hire are going to be qualified. Can you even fly anywhere? I, that's <laughs> the thing, right? It's like, first of all, the airfare uh, that's gone up like immensely in the last Ooh, two to three months due to fuel gas. prices. Yep, yep. Not only has it gone up, but now you don't you don't have any pilots to actually fly the plane once you've purchased your ticket. Is this not the smartest thing Which in the world? Which then increases prices again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Is this not the smartest thing in the world for the pilots, though? They're like, oh, you're asking for more money? Well, we want more money, too. Yeah. You yeah. ain't going I nowhere mean, without me. And you know what's crazy? I read on uh, USA Today, it was like yesterday, De- uh, Delta, they were offering people $10,000 because of uh, flights being overbooked. And they offered $10,000. It's legit. That's if, it? If you, that's it. Ten thousand. No, I'm talking ten thousand dollars to a passenger to step off the flight. I've known them to do things like that. I've never heard of ten thousand. I don't think I that's know, sustainable. Right? <laughs> Can you imagine if they were like, "We'll know. offer you ten thousand for you to try to fly the flight." <laughs> yeah, I know. We're gonna get to that point at some point, right? Because of the pilot shortage. I mean, they gotta have people fly these planes. I'm just afraid of who's gonna be flying them, at least at a time like this. Yeah, not all of the flights are making it off the ground, but there was one flight that did make it off the ground. And there was a man on this flight that airdropped an inappropriate video to every passenger on the plane. Ooh, that's got to be embarrassing. And when I say inappropriate, I think there were some sexual acts that happened on this video. And, you know, there's kids on the plane, man. What's going on here? Hey, well, hey, can you hand me my oral uh, B toothbrush over there? <laughs> uh <laughs> No, that, that was the kind of photo it was very... Ooh, I uh, think it, I think this guy just took the Mile High Club a little too seriously when he was like, he's trying to be the, the king of the club here. Yeah, he, it's straight to the point, right? He's Wait. like, I, I don't have a woman with me. I'm not going to ask. I'm just going to put it out there, and maybe one of them will stand up and say, hey, I'll oblige. Who sent this? Let's go. That's the only thing I can maybe, think of. Maybe think he's an NFT collector. You know, a lot of NFT projects do air, you know, drops, and he wanted to give his own personal touch to the folks that were in his uh, airplane. I mean, I don't know exactly how airdrops work. I don't do them often. What if this guy didn't have but his face? But when I do. But when, but, but when I do. <laughs> but, you know, what if this guy, so did he not have his face in it? Could that be a case and people still knew who he was because of his phone? Usually, it's you have to accept the image. Usually, <laughs> who's I mean, getting you, a random image on a plane flight? That's like, oh yeah, I want to take this. Except from 
Actually, I have heard of that happening before. I don't think it was in inappropriate. But um, somebody somebody has airdropped. I think about anybody on a bus. Somebody just airdropped a photo to everybody. Oh. Something that you can do with Apple phones. It's, uh, this stuff is way over my head. But apparently something else you can do with an iPhone is tweet whatever you want. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> Go to uh, the Radio Shack Twitter. Uh, after you read their latest tweets, you won't even call them Radio Shack anymore. You'll probably call them Love Shack. The Love Shack is a little old place where we no. can okay. get together. Did you know you were listening to Karaoke Hour? You bet Bet you didn't know that when you listened to Three hey, Bucks give Podcast. Me, give me the opportunity. I'll slip it in there now and again if it makes sense. I'll slip it in, huh? That's kind of oh, yeah. in reference to one of their <clears throat> tweets. You guys go check out their tweets because yes. they're pretty tur- – they turned the corner. Let's just say that. Yeah, the expletives that were in this tweet in these tweets, very uh, sexually charged. What'd they say? I would rather not. My wife might get upset at me. So that's, that's how sexually charged these are. But let's just put it this way. Go to Radio Shack's Twitter, read for yourself, and you'll think that they got hacked because the world thought they got hacked. But do you think they've deleted them by this point? Ooh, that's a good question. You know, because they, nah, they, they, they no, definitely succeeded no. in what they're what they're intending to do. That's the thing. It was a coordinated effort, I guess, to promote their entry into da 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 crypto based subscription service. Of course, right? Yeah. Hey, it's more, it's more adoption though, right? So. <laughs> I guess. Uh, I mean, kind of. What like what made them choose to go from your local buy an extension cord, maybe a cell phone, <laughs> brick and mortar <laughs> store? You know, hey, I, you know, I need like a like an LED light. Or have they even been like? Can you could you have bought bought a cell phone from them? Yeah, that, I, I feel I, like they've been like gone for so long that the last thing you could have bought was like the old red, white, and yellow like audio cores before HDMI. I, I'm willing to take credit for the for for their bankruptcy. I'm willing to I'm willing to take oh, credit because <laughs> when I worked there, yeah, they did sell cell phones. He which, worked by the way, there. He worked there, and he hasn't had a great trend recently, so he's feeling like he is a path of bad luck. I am calling it bad luck. I really am. Yeah, I mean, Be- even speak to myself. I'm like, damn, this is really some bad luck. Like I put in the work. In the hours. You were just asking a question, though. You're like, why would they go from this this company that sold nice things? I'll tell you what. This is a kid sitting in a Radio Shack old store that's tweeting out saying, <laughs> saying, buckle up, boys. Like, I'm just, I'm saying, that's why they went, because they're broke. They're <laughs> True. Yeah, well, well, there's no more liquidity in crypto either. They, like, they missed the ship. Like, they've, they've <laughs> literally, they've, what a they're time, up right? the plank right now. Yeah. I'm just really more concerned why they thought, okay, let us let us go, like, this sexual route, if that's indeed what they're doing, because it looks like some sort of crypto-based subscription comparable to OnlyFans. <laughs> like, th- like, you went from selling, like, your local extension cord to... to Basically, porno is the. This is how I'm interpreting. Like, there's this transition. So. And they're doing it at a time where everybody's talking about the crypto crash, the crypto winner, and this is the time. Yeah, to just get like, up. What, like who? Like, <laughs> this has got to be a prank. Like, who is behind the scenes? Who is running the company now? How old is this guy? I think that this is. Dude, how be, old is this, this like guy? A, that is the question. How old is this guy? <laughs> it's just like if this is an intern, like they say they are. You, you picture in your head like a younger younger person like messing around if this is like an old guy 
a little creepy. <laughs> oh, there is no way that this guy is like in his 30s or 40s. His wife would slap the taste right out of his mouth for tweeting. Well, first of <laughs> all, he says he's married. <laughs> right, right. That's true. I mean, this is some super cringe stuff. Maybe hit some midlife crisis issues right now. Back on the topic of flying around. Did you guys see in L.A.? There's a store that's called a restaurant that's called Bored and Hungry. Mm-hmm. Have you guys heard of it? Yeah, it's the oh, NFT-based uh, store. It was it got a lot of hype because they were like accepting payment via crypto, and they were using the, uh, the you know the owner uses NFT, uh, the board ape as like the logo on everything. So uh, I know like the crypto folks and the NFT folks are really high on that place. All of their plates have monkeys on it. Yeah, like they, they they're <laughs> literally monkeys. just you know it's the ape. Oh yeah. yeah Jesus, ape. you're gonna get a lot of slack from the NFT community on this episode. How dare you call the ape a monkey? Are you serious? Oh my goodness. You know what? I'll take some of the heat too, man. I, you know, it's like because with how the the sales have gone down with it, with NFTs, I, it's it's Look, like uh, I just hope I I'm not I like NFTs, but some of the, some of them that are out there with the saturation, it's just like man, there's a lot of a lot of doodles that you own. I like NFTs. I just can't afford an ape, so I'm going to call it a monkey. Hey, fair enough. That being said, what I like about what this guy did, he was the first guy to essentially take the the intellectual property of owning the ape image in itself to advertise for his his restaurant. Yeah, you take the doodle, you buy some noodles, (laughs) and, and you pay for it in crypto. Or can you? I think it's great when you can pull an, an ape into your own restaurant. That is wonderful. And then in April, say, let's go buy your stuff with crypto. But now, uh-uh, that bridge has been burned. Yep. See, that's a change in your business model, man. Like, what? I wonder, I'm curious but, but what the we... sentiment is. So, yeah, they're no longer accepting. Is it that they're no longer accepting all crypto? I mean, he probably saw because obviously the they don't accept are, any. It's yeah. US, US dollar. US dollars. It all falls back to the US dollar now. But here's the thing, though. I don't, oh. I mean, I don't blame him. We don't, there's a lot of uncertainty here. However, like, how does this guy's menu work? Is it all electronic? Because, <laughs> because like, if you have like a burger for 0.002 ETH on your menu, <laughs> well, so you're wondering if, if the menu is. Denominated in ether or in US US dollar. <laughs> I, I imagine it's US dollar, but Well, it might be ETH. You might be more inclined to buy a burger for point zero 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 one ETH. You'd be you'd be getting I mean, a major a discount today. As opposed to nineteen dollars in US dollar. Yeah. But hey, you know what? If you're in California and you're confused about how to pay for your board ape, a place called Chick-fil-A ain't going to create any confusion, okay? It's U.S. dollars, and I just read that they were voted America's favorite restaurant for eight years in a row, according to the American Customer Satisfaction Index. I'll stand behind that. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Hey, man, I love me some chicken, chicken, chick, but really? 100%. Favorite? Favorite? They changed the chicken game. The chicken sandwich. How long? They do. Every time I drive by that place, the line is just... Well, they changed the chicken sandwich game. That's why. Everybody else, McDonald's, Popeye's, all of them started popping off chicken sandwiches to try to compete. I disagree. (laughs) Their chicken nuggets are not that good. However, the one one smart move they made was being closed on Sundays. So they don't have to compete with the three bucks. Releasing new episodes every Sunday. Cheap plug. Three bucks. Sundays. Absolutely. But boys... 
We have to jump into the show. We have a lot to talk about. We have John Wick, man. John Wick is a big topic. But on top of that, we need to talk about where are you putting your money right now? And crypto, man. What is going on with crypto? We're going to talk about that. So stay tuned. Jump into the woods with us. Let's go. This week's impacts on your daily buck. Last episode, we talked about celebrities bowing out of NFTs, but this week we got Keanu Reeves bowing in, signing on to be an advisor for the NFT-centric Futureverse Foundation. And in other NFT news, the Hilton Hotel has announced a new digital art and NFT pilot program that will showcase seasonally rotating NFT art collections from the world's leading artists around their hotels. In the airline business, JetBlue has updated their bid to try to acquire Spirit Airlines from $350 million to $400 million. And while the airline stocks were green on Friday, July 1st, the airline business is being tested with higher travel under the holiday conditions, especially during a pilot shortage. But in stock news, it is the worst stock market in 52 years as we reach the half point. We are in bear market territory, folks. One of the heavy hitters on the stock market, Amazon, is planning for a two-prime day event. But are there deals at this point with inflation running rampant? All of this and more and how it impacts your daily buck. All right, Bucks, let's jump into the market trends. We're not going to talk about the day today. We know this week has been red. However, year to date, it's six months. We are at the midpoint. So the Dow is down 15% year to date. The NASDAQ is down 30% year to date. And the S&P, well, that's down about 20% year to date. Those sound like some record breaking numbers. Yeah, 52 uh, year record. It's pretty wild. Womp, it's, womp, uh, womp. Yeah, the bears are kicking our butts. Um, and you know, it just seems like there's a lot of lows in the market. And I'm gonna try to make this one a little more positive. Well, speaking Although, of kicking butt. <laughs> yeah, that was that was actually better. Yeah, I should have used that as my segue because we're talking about Keanu Reeves, a.k.a. John Wick, everyone's favorite. You know, I, he's coming in right now uh, and looks like he's signed on to be the advisor for the Future First Foundation. It's NFT centric. So what? NFTs, man. And John Wick, he goes against the odds. This is a guy that can take on an army. He's the guy that takes out the boogeyman. You know, if he's joining the NFTs, the bubble's getting bigger. Yeah, they might actually need his offense right now because <laughs> well. the the sales have been down on NFTs, but the positives, the silver lining is there's there's some more good stuff. We mentioned it in the Daily Buck, the Hilton Hotels. They're going to be circulating some NFTs in their, uh, in their hotels. And who hasn't stayed at a Hilton? I feel like... Everybody has. It's usually like a corporate, um, you know, contract. Whenever you're with a company, you're doing some travel on business. You're always staying at the Hilton. So that is some adoption. That is some positive news for NFTs, which have taken a beat down with the market this year. These are all positive catalysts. Dude, you know, it'd be even greater is if we threw out that idea that you had about urinal NFTs, because Eric was like, how cool would it be if there was an NFT urinal? with different cakes and i was like well you know what <laughs> there's so much different nfts out there and then guess what i search it and it exists already can you believe that oh, there's a urinal nft out there 
I do believe it because I was actually saying as well, some dude I think uh, took a loaf of bread, opened it up and took a photo of each slice and, and tried to sell those as an NFT as well. <laughs> if I was doing they this and I don't, I don't know a thing about this urinal NFT, but if I was doing it, I'd be collabing with like every single major project and have be putting like the NFTs, like, like the apes and the D-Gen tunes. I'd be putting them all on, on the little cakes and I'd be selling that. Absolutely. Uh, wait, what if you could take your urinal NFT and use a collateral for a loan at a bank? I would love to spend my piss <laughs> <laughs> on a house. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I would. I absolutely agree. Let me let me let me Liquid buy this house. Right? Liquid gold. Let me buy yeah. this house with my pee. Wing Financial, uh, we tweeted it this week. They are going to be one of the uh, first banking uh, financial institutions that are going to be exploring. Um, how to lend money in the form of loans and using NFT collections as collateral. Crazy, right? It is crazy. It's going to be very difficult, in my opinion, for them to accomplish. I'm investing in another company. Well, yeah, because they're looking at floor prices. They're looking at floor prices of Ethereum, and and those things keep dropping. There's so many variables. There's so many moving pieces. You know, beauty. You could also say beauty's in the eye of the beholder. What one person might value to be three hundred thousand dollars, the other person might be like, "This is thirty bucks." You know, so <laughs> it's gonna be very tough. I'm just gonna shoot it, shoot it straight. I give them uh, credit because it's it's definitely an area of the market that is untapped. If if people could figure a way to use your ape as collateral, uh, you know, watch out. There There's are. a lot of hurdles there. It's very subjective. Especially so, how early we're uh, we are in the whole NFT process, too. Well, and based on the number of times T just said the num- the, the word doodles <laughs> when we're talking about NFTs, you're going to have a large crowd not looking at it for its value. So to, to dictate that to a household or to a loan, it's not going to be easy. There's a lot of moving parts. It's going to be, I'm, I'm curious to see so I had a buddy of mine that recently they, they heard that I was selling a car and they're like, I'll pay for that car. I'll give you $8,000. And I was like, I don't know. How about 25 and 64s? <laughs> you know, like, so you're starting to look, I'm, for me, I'm looking at, I just sold an N64 and it actually values to more than the US, you know, the US dollar if I add it up that way. And I'm like, it might retain its value. Well, first of all, you're very silly for selling your N64 because that is a classic console, and you know how much I love Nintendo. So, thank you for offending me. This is true. You don't yeah, sell bring, your N64. Bringing out that bad boy stock with the secondary sales. You just lost your uh, your brother card. You don't sell an N64. That's nonsense. <laughs> Anyways, we should all be accepting N64s for all payments. Well, you know what? If you're trying to buy products. Amazon Prime is really pushing the fact that they're having a two-day Prime event this year. In fact, they're even putting it on the boxes. I see it on the deliveries my wife's getting right now. Not only is it a two-day Prime, it's two days right now, but it's two events. So they're going to do it in the second half of the year again. Why would they do that? Why? Because, man, it's about making money. They got to make that money. All right, so long as we agree. But are we saving the money, though? That's, That's the big question with inflation. No. No, I am. I am of the opinion that we're not. <laughs> no, well, I, I have not looked, but I already know it's no. No, I've chosen to be frugal throughout, throughout this whole period. That's the only way I'll survive. What's hilarious is with inflation, like, are there real deals? Well, that's the thing. I haven't literally looked at the new deals that are coming out, but I would have to imagine that it's probably not going to look as attractive as it used to be. I mean, they're going to be deals, but I think they're really relying on the fact that, like, it's like, oh, 
movies this year. They're I have really to buy. Over- it's Prime Day. Yeah, I have to buy. Yeah, it's like they make know, it an event where you like feel same, like you're same, getting the deal. It's the same feel and like anticipation as like Black Friday. If they're selling gas gift cards, I'm all in. <laughs> yeah, gas on discount. Well, you know their partner. That'd be a really sick idea, actually. So I don't think they'd be straight up accepting think, a loss in money. I think it's sweet if yeah, you find a company be, yeah. that's willing to sell you gas cards at a discount. Yeah, well that that ain't gonna. That ain't gonna last long. Let's be real, dude. They're gonna sell you a, tw- they're gonna sell you like a twenty five dollars shell gift card for thirty dollars. No, it'll be, <laughs> it'll be, it'll be like here's a discount on unleaded eighty six, which eighty seven is like the. One. There's no 86. You gotta find like some (laughs) ghetto ass. No, I swear that exists. My my buddy, I remember my buddy. Uh, this was years ago when gas was like allegedly high when it was hitting like the upper twos and early threes. He went to a specific gas station that had like 86, 87, 89, and I was like, "What gas station has 86?" He goes, "No, no, man, this one I always save like another 20 cents by getting 86 at this one at this one gas station." I'm like, "That's gotta (laughs) be water, bro." They're just loading it with a water. No, dude, they're just loading it with a pure chunk of lead. <laughs> it's, just, it's straight up unleaded. <laughs> oh boy! But oh my gosh, back to Amazon. You know their partner Kohl's uh, this week, but they put the kibosh on the uh, buyout because there's always been buyout rumors on Kohl's, and you know you can drop off your Amazon returns there. And of course, eh, their stock kind of plummeted. So, well, to be expected, people are eagerly trying to get a buyout kind of situation going on. Well, why do you think they hung onto the buyout rumor train for so long? It kept their stock price afloat. They were never serious about it. Well, Kohl's is great, right? But stop. You just like the Kohl's cash, man. I I still love Kohl's, even if they, yeah, Kohl's cash, man. Here's the real problem. When you go return something to Kohl's, they give you a 15 or maybe 20% coupon. But everyone knows you can get 30% off. If you're the special gold ticket guy, you get 30% off. So if they're real smart, they'll give you 30% off everything and just mark everything up. And people would shop there when you return stuff. Man, Eric from seems, like, he seems like he loves Kohl's as much as he loves Costco. This guy, you think they'd sponsored us today. Dude, Don't get guy. me started. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's definitely got Kohl's cash in his wallet right now. Hey, man, it's, just, it's as good as money. Maybe better than crypto. Close your eyes. Can you smell that? No. Can you taste that? Taste what? Can you feel that? Ooh. I feel my hand clicking like, follow, subscribe to the three bucks, and it feels so good. Let your voices be heard. The Three Bucks on Spotify, Twitter, YouTube, and more. So where do you put your money right now with things with such high volatility? We have the market, the inflation at 8.6%. We have the markets in a bear market. Is there a safe haven to try to hedge against all this. You know, what are you guys doing? I think it's important that uh, we point out, you know, some of the traditional places that people might keep their money. Um, I think something like the national average uh, interest rate for a savings account is, is 0.1%. Abysmal. Ugh. Yeah, that's that's not even worth mentioning. Uh, so, 
Exactly. That's what I feel about that. You know, the thing is, is like the stock market, there's a lot of stocks out there that have some high yield um, dividends, and we've recommended some of them in our hunt of the weeks. But like you just said, the national average is real low, 0.1%. I will give you guys a good source. If you're looking for uh, trying to manage your risk in terms of a traditional bank, bankrate.com is a really good source to look at at what are the best interest rates that are in the market right now that some banks pay. So even though the national average is 0.1%, you can get better than that. It's, it's worth mentioning that there are opportunities out there to get a higher rate yeah. because it's not worth keeping in a, in a savings account at this point. Right. Well, just to name a few for those that are interested, if you're trying to just protect yourself against some of the market losses, like we've talked about, we're in a bear market. Some of the top banks on bankrate.com, I'm going to list just a few for you, but I would encourage you to visit the website. It's Bread Savings, High Yield Savings. They're paying 1.65% APY. Citizens Access Online is paying 1.25% APY with a minimum balance of 5,000. Marcus Goldman Sachs paying 1.2. And even Discover Online, they have an online savings account that pays 1.1. So, I mean, at the end of the day, you're still a little bit behind the curve at an 8.6% inflation. You're, you know, even if you're getting a 1.25 or 1.4% APY on the savings, you're still down 7%. So is it really a safe haven? Eh debatable if you want to correct that you do what we've talked about earlier in the show you invest in urinal nfts <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna pay you that's gonna be the true winner that's <laughs> that's where you put your money that's where i'm putting my money is urinal cakes that's a true wiener now of course there's also certificate of deposits this requires you to lock up some of your money and some of the best rates even off bank rate right now is out of tiaa bank they're paying 1% on a three-month CD. If you're looking at six-month CDs, Quantic Bank at 1.26%. And they got nine months. Tab Bank, T-A-B, 1.55. We're still not talking about gangbuster numbers here in terms of when you look measure it up against inflation. So where are you keeping your money? So me personally, I, I don't keep cash besides the amount of cash that I need for like my daily expenses. But I, uh, if you're trying to make some money, you're trying to do the best with your cash. Where are you putting it? I'm investing it. If, if that's into an index fund or a 401k. Uh, me personally, I have any additional cash that I'm not investing in to crypto that is set up for recurring payment, like through an Acorns account. Um, so I'm constantly every week investing. Do you have a percentage that you're putting into crypto versus, let's say, the stock market? Oh my God, my strategy is so unorganized. Uh, I don't have like a, I need to be so much better about that um, going forward, but I don't have like a particular like percentage breakdown. I just know that, you know, f for example, every week I, I buy $50 in Bitcoin and I buy $50 in Ethereum. The only money that I have is money in my account from my daily expenses because it's just not yielding anything. Yeah. The cool thing about Coinbase is they offer a direct deposit option. So I, to answer your question, Eric, I do have a <clears throat> three to 4% uh, of my pay paycheck that interchangeably goes to Bitcoin and Ethereum on each payday. So that way I'm remaining consistent. But I would say I'm mostly doing a lot of dividend stocks, which is happens to be a lot of my recommendations on our hunt of the week segments here on three bucks. I can tell you right now that with the stocks that I invest in, especially right now with the markets being so low, you're able to obtain a lot of these stocks at a cheap discount. And I'm averaging at about 3.92, 3.93% APY on my dividends right now, which is worked out to be a good hedge against uh, a lot of the losses that the market's taken. 
Well, let me ask you this, Eric. For any of our viewers out there that don't have, you know, maybe they don't have a risk appetite at all, where do they put their cash then? We've talked about this in the past. I think that treasury bonds right now have a good interest rate. While they're not fixed interest rates, you are okay. making good money. It's a fairly safe investment. It's still better than 0.1%. It's way better than 0.1%. And it's going to be way better than that moving forward. It's just a time commitment. If you're able to maintain that duration, then you're going to benefit from it. Personally, I put about 4 to 5% into cryptocurrency. Aside from that, I actually do put a lot into stocks, the stock market. When I say that though, if you know me, I'm a pretty risky stock market guy, so I am in a few biofarms. So it's still just as risky or volatile, but I do that because I also base it on my age. Yeah, and I think that's, that's the most important thing you just said there is age because what we're saying right now a lot of us are we're all in our 30s right and if we're consistently making income we're in this thing for the long term so we can consistently invest in a market that's even bearish right now but if you're older and you're in your 50s or 60s you need to protect those assets which is why we we talked about bank rate and different in treasury bonds and things of that nature to protect the money that you have because you maybe you don't have many more years in the workforce Depending on your risk tolerance, you could really explore every single one of these options that we talked about. You could explore a little bit in a high yield savings account, emergency funds, lock some into a certificate of deposit. You could lock some into bonds. You could have a percentage allocated to crypto in the stock market. That's really the name of the game is, is both consistency in your strategy and diversification. So that way you're protecting yourself. Don't take your advice from a bunch of animals. We are not financial advisors. But we do welcome you to join us in the woods for education and entertainment purposes only. All right, Bucks, welcome back to the show. What is going on with crypto? Man, it's a hurricane out there. It just seems like every single kind of negative news has all been hitting us for like the last two, three weeks straight. I mean, you hear crypto winner and at first it seemed like it was a buzzword, but now it's like... Holy crap. Well, here's the thing. If you don't pay attention to the news going on, the main headlines, you put money in and then it looks like you didn't put money in. <laughs> yeah. And it's gone. And it's gone. So, you know, I had a coworker recently message me and she was like, dude, what is going on? And it was in reference to Voyager. She's she's mainly invested in Voyager. And all of a sudden, there's huge news with Voyager linked to three arrows. Apparently now you can, they've suspended your access to withdraw or deposit any money. Yeah, yeah they're actually the, the second network in as many weeks to, to do that. Uh, Celsius Network also suspended withdrawals um, in any related activity. Seems like the safe way to go is Coinbase. I mean, they're publicly traded. It seems like they're like the safest bet to go in terms of this this type of environment. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest with you. I, you know, I was familiar with Voyager. Just thankful that I didn't uh, invest in some of the newer uh, networks that I'm seeing out there. In my gut, I felt most comfortable with Coinbase. It's because if you think about it, they've cornered the, the crypto market for, for more than the, the last decade. It is important to consider what these applications are offering that make people go one, one way or another. You have the option to stake your coin or make interest on your coin in certain applications. You're making more on Ethereum or Bitcoin. So that might be a reason someone's in Voyager, but you're right. Bitcoin is the old reliable, but B, aren't you also in a little bit of DeFi? 
Yeah, I mean, that's another uh, good point to make. You know, depending on uh, how interested you are in the crypto space, it's probably have a lot to do with whether or not you're familiar with some of the alternatives you have to keep your crypto coins. I personally have a lot of my coins on my MetaMask, which is decentralized finance, your DeFi wallet. It's just an extension on your on your browser. It's not on any exchange that can freeze my withdrawals at any point in time. My funds are safe. And with all the news recently here, I mean, think about the number of occurrences that we've heard in the last couple of weeks. It all started with the Luna crash. We've talked about that before. Now we mentioned Celsius, Voyager, and Bitcoin. I mean, Bitcoin's under 20,000 right now. It's retracted its gains all the way back to the 2019 highs right now. We shared on our three underscore bucks Twitter about how the El Salvador president, he's uh, he knows all about dollar cost averaging because he ended up scooping up another 1.5 million in Bitcoin just to take advantage of the opportunity. Yet he's down 60 million down with the rest of everybody right now that's in the crypto atmosphere, right? And I think that's why everybody's getting kind of scared and it's, well, it's I mean, a whirlwind could, you of could, events. You know, you could choose to do, do one of two things. You can, you can panic and you could think, okay, this is it. Or you could figure why are presidents of international countries or CEOs of corporate companies like Michael Saylor, the CEO of MicroStrategy, he also bought the dip and has consistently bought, bought the dip. He's underwater on his investment too. You have to figure, are these... You know, these people that are supposedly supposed to be smarter investors than us, smarter people than us, what are they doing? Why are they buying the dip? Why are they a dollar cost averaging? So it, for me, it's a, it's a positive because it makes me feel better about my investments if people that are multimillionaires are still willing to take the leap as well. Yeah, to add to that, FTX, I've been seeing this company all over the place on the news. It's just to read one article, FTX closes in on a deal to buy embattled crypto lender BlockFi for $25 million. This is a company that was valued at $1 billion. So they are attempting to purchase it. This guy, Sam Bankman Fried, the CEO, is trying to buy out a ton of different things. I've also seen rumors of him trying to buy out Robinhood. Well, yeah, and it kind of goes back to a couple episodes back where we talked about acquisitions being a really hot topic right now with the valuations of companies being just slashed. And I mean, think about crypto. That's what people are doing. They're making big purchases. And in this case, big companies are trying to make big acquisitions swooping in. If you look at cryptocurrency, if you look at stock, the stock market, for example, as a product, right, or an investment, you are buying something. And yeah, it sucks when you're losing money, but it's also great when you can purchase something at a low. Does anyone ever complain when you're buying something at a discount at Target? or something on sale. Right, and you know that, you're, exactly. You're hitting it right on the head. I think it's about dollar cost averaging. If you're in it for the long term, it's adding to the lows. If you're highly convicted, of course, this is not financial advice. Think about the folks that the detractors against crypto. Well, the same people that are detractors probably are down just as much on investments like Netflix year to date. There's some interesting stats out there of some of the big guys like Roku and Netflix, when people, the people that are dogging crypto, I'm dogging Bitcoin. Well, let's take a look at Netflix. Let's take a look at Roku. We, I mean, there's a handful of others that are down a considerable amount year to date, just like Bitcoin. So nobody's really that safe. What do you think Sam Bankman Fried is doing right now? He's looking at the market as something he can take advantage of. Should be trying to look at it as an opportunity. Bear markets are where billionaires can be made. I mean, it's these are these can 
The silver lining is you have to look at it as an opportunistic time. It's a lot of doom and gloom in the beginning, and it could go on for a little while, but it could be opportunistic. It's hard to do. It's very psychological. Uh, but for a lot of these companies, nothing's changed fundamentally. If anything, their fundamentals have improved. And the thing is, too, is people are like, oh, the crash, the crash, the crash. People are talking about the crash now after the crash has happened. Yeah. Now, again, I'm not saying it can't go further. I'm flexible to the idea that it could go further. But people are going really adamant about the stock market's going to keep crashing or the crypto market's going to keep crashing. It's already crashed, folks. It, we are in a bear market already. When we were 20% up from where we are now, those are the people that are like, oh, buy the dip, buy the dip, buy the dip. And now once we've crashed, now we're hearing all the negative articles about, oh, there's going to be a crash. The crash happened. It happened. Yes, it can go a little bit further, but the big pain, a lot of it's probably past us. Yes, and if you're new to the market, the biggest advice we could give is dip your toes. Because that's not really financial advice, so you don't know what you're dipping your toes in. Dip sure. your toes into chocolate. Sure. <laughs> Hunt of the week. Markets have been mixed this week, but you know, we still got your picks. I'm going to name two tickers that I enjoy that are both in the same sector. MGM Resorts International, ticker MGM. Now this one, I'm looking at more as I'm going to watch it for the next two to three quarters and hope to invest at a low point. Now my reasoning, I think that this company is going to miss on their earnings expectations over the next few quarters. They are the best in class, hotels and casinos. What does that sound like? Luxury. With inflation and interest rates going up, it's really impacting the day-to-day -day and month-to-month -month amounts of money that every single person has. So I don't foresee their customer base going up with regards to spending money on their table games in the casino or staying at their hotels or eating at their restaurants. So I foresee all of that going down, plus their operational costs will go up with the cost of food being increased. However, in the long term, I think... They're a great company, and in three to four quarters, you could get in at a low. Conversely, I like DraftKings, DKNG is the ticker, right now. They closed on Friday at $11.77, and their primary source for revenue is through their software application. If people are staying home trying not to spend money because they don't have as much to spend, it's much easier to give into the temptation if it's at your fingertips or your phone, and... Some people are still going to need that fix. So I foresee that DraftKings may actually benefit in the short term from the people that are not going to MGM. Teej, what do you got? West Rock Company, WORK, W-R-K is the ticker symbol. And, you know, I like to give the boring stocks that pay dividends because that's what I do and that's what I like to invest in. And this is a company that builds packaging. So everything that delivers in packages, you probably ordered something from Amazon, came in a box. That's what these guys do. They do uh, cardboard packaging. They actually build packaging machines that will do the automated packaging. They do packaging design. Packaging, packaging, packaging. Right now they're going for $40.13, but they are forecasted over the next one to three years to grow by 32.4%. A lot of that could be because of the e-commerce that a lot of folks have uh, gravitated towards with uh, Amazon purchases. But the uh, dividend yield on these guys are 2.49%. So again, this is a hedge against uh, the markets being down right now. You get a quarterly dividend. WRK, they are in the consumer cyclical sector. That's my hunt. All right, gang, it's hunting time ahead of a new week of opportunity. 
Thanks for sticking with us through the lewd and crude airdrops from 30,000 miles above, but the crudeness can come in the form of tweets by Radio Shack, or should we call them Love Shack? We talk about stocks, we talk about crypto, we talk about ways and ideas on how to invest your money. Don't take our advice on those urinal cake NFTs, though. And join with us every single Sunday. DM us. Join us on Twitter at 3 underscore bucks. Until next time, happy hunting.